Once was a land of woe and strife Where the people were bereft of hope They prayed to their gods of might and light To deliver the heroes of old Instead they got Heroes, did you hear the quotes in my voice of moral ambiguity? They may help or may not help you at all, depends on what's in it for them. They kick and they punch and they maul and they smash, they lie and they scheme and they burn and they slash. Succeed or fail, it adds to the tale, dungeons and debacles starts now. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Dungeons and Debacles podcast. I am your host and Dungeon Master, Kevin. Going around the table, Blake. Hi, I'm Blake, and I'll be playing the Eldritch Knight, Wizard, Dragonborn, Juliet. And Hannah. I'm Hannah, and I'll be playing Talia, the Human Rogue. And John. Hey, I'm John, and my role in this TPK is to manage Lunadas, Elven Monk. And And Shane. Uh, that's me. I'm playing Alexander, the human bard wizard. And Oliver is not with us this week, so I will definitely make sure to have the dragon bite his head off. Because that's what you get. All right. So last time on Dungeons and Debacles podcast, um, you guys left Cassock uh, Stonefoot's um, lair and made it back to Brown Meadow where you gathered your strength again and supplies uh, before your trip to Ashfell to try to find the Bonebreaker artifact from uh, the Bonebreaker camp near Mount uh, Smolder. Um, You traveled through the desert for almost a week um, before you came upon a pit that uh, Adel's horse reared up at and he was bucked from the horse and fell down into this pit. Once he got to the bottom of it, uh, he began to start finding some coins and gems, gold and platinum pieces scattered everywhere and started to pick them up. And as he got back towards the back of the cave, he found a ancient corpse Uh, with some interesting items on it that uh, you really don't know what they are. There was a silvery pendant around the neck of this uh, corpse that had been fossilized into the side of this wall that had some strange writing on it that you couldn't identify even through a spell. There was also a um, playing card size. I don't know how to describe it. It's basically, it looks like a playing card, but it's a little bit thicker and it's white and it's made out of some material that you're not familiar with. And then you also found a gold ring on this corpse. And as you're looting this corpse, the back wall of this cave that you're underneath in the sand began to shift and move. And Juliet turned around and saw two blue holes sticking out of the wall. And it began to breathe out sand and the wall crumbled further and the head of a young blue dragon crunched through. It shakes the sand from its face and opens its eyes and says, Normally I would be furious at being woken from my slumber, but rarely does my dinner come to me, 
and I am very hungry. And the dragon begins to work its way out of the wall and lets loose a horrible scream. And I'm going to need Adel and Juliet to make a wisdom save. That's a natural one for a three total. And that is a 13. Adel is going to fail as well. So you hear this like horrible scream come out of this dragon's mouth and you're just shaken with fear and you are now under the fear effect. So that means that you're going to get disadvantages on attacks and skill checks and you cannot move any closer to this dragon. That is correct. So uh, it begins uh, to work its way out, and the dragon, you know, after he he does this scream, he says, I do apologize for that. It's instinct. Don't make this hard on yourselves. I am your crush, and I am your doom. I am going to eat you. There's no avoiding that. Don't resist, and I promise... I will make it quick. I'll just bite your head off. You won't feel a thing. But if you try to run or fight, I will make you suffer. I will disembowel you and I will watch as you try to hold your guts as you scream and bleed out in the sand. Or maybe I will rack your body with lightning to stun you before I tear your limbs one by one. But I'd rather not. It's taxing. Not to mention, when you creatures have your blood up in fear or pain, you don't taste as good. So, why not be good little mean nuggets and just let me eat you? We both win. What do you say? Deal. Can we hear any of that at the back of the cave? Oh yeah, it's pretty loud. So this like this booming voice is coming from underneath and you don't really know what's what's going on down there, but you hear like this booming voice and give me a perception check. 16. Okay, so 16, you can make out uh what this uh voice is saying down there. And uh Alexander, that's a 22. You can hear it as well. Tal, you want to give me a perception check? I did. It was a 19. Oh, uh, yeah. So you hear it too. So you hear exactly what this voice is saying down there. But uh, since it's uh, further underground, uh, you don't really have a, a vantage point to see what's uh, saying that. Uh, at this point, uh, this dragon has moved fully out of the wall. And what Adel and Juliet are seeing is a young blue dragon... Uh, it has like these cobalt blue scales, almost black. The body of it is probably about the size of like a, a lion or a tiger. Um, you know, it's pretty big, but you know, not when you think of a dragon, you're not thinking like this size. So it's about the size of a tiger or a lion, and it looks to have a wingspan probably about anywhere between like 12 and 15 feet. But you can't really, you know, know that because it doesn't have its wings like stretched out. It's just at this point shaking the sand off of itself. 
off of its uh, wings and body, kind of like a, a wet dog shaking off water. So Adel's going to say to the dragon, I'm not going to be your meat. Does he really? He's scared, right? Can he really say that? Yeah. And then what he's going to do is uh, he is going to start running to, <laughs> running out of the cave. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, Juliet, uh, what are you doing? <laughs> Juliet's going to stammer, Dragon! Dragon! And, uh, level her weapon to go head-to-head with this thing. Okay, so, um, I'm gonna go ahead and ask everybody to go ahead and roll initiative. This young blue dragon has, uh, moved out of the wall. And at this point, it is almost, uh, face-to-face with, uh, Adel and Juliet, but it looks like a Lunadosh. You're going to go first. So you're hearing this ruckus down in this cave and you're hearing something big making threats of eating people. And I heard some sort of horrible scream. Um, how much movement does it take to hop down into the hole? Um, from where you are, um, if you're just going to hop down in the hole, it's a 20 foot hole. Um, so if you don't try to climb down, if you just jump, you're pro- you're going to be taking, uh, 2d6, uh, points of damage. Damn. So basically I get to hop down into the hole and sort of like tap the wall every once in a while and do all sorts of cool ninja shit to, uh, not get hurt on the way down. Okay, if you want to try that, I will let you um, do a acrobatics check to uh, try to do that. But that'll be your action. And then basically your move is going to be um, that right there is going to be your five feet. And then once you hit the bottom, then uh, you'll be able to get the rest of your movement. Okay. All right. So that's going to fail. So uh, give me a dex check. Doesn't seem fair to make me do a check on a class feature. <laughs> <laughs> what climbing is your class feature? Snowfall. Reduce falling damage by an amount equal to five times your level. So up to twenty-five damage at this point. Okay, so there's uh, that would at max cost you twelve damage to fall down this hole. So we're going to say that you don't take any damage. Yep, it's a whoosha. He just sort of runs his way down this circular wall in a spiral. <laughs> Okay, so now that you're at the bottom of the pit, you've got the rest of your movement you can take. Okay, so I've used up five, ten. How much? Uh, yeah, ten feet. All right, that's one uh, move. I'm going to go ahead and use a chi point to take the uh, step of the wind to dash as a bonus action. So now I'm next to the dragon, and I'm going to punch it right in the snow. Does the... Uh the slow fall, does that take an action to do? I don't think so. I didn't write that down as taking an action in my thing. I can double check real quick. Because that seems like that would be more of an action than a bonus action. Uh, no, it's a reaction. Okay. So you would get your standard action then. Okay, good. Alright, so that means his first attack, because he gets two now. So he boops him right in the snook for, uh, for 25 to hit. Uh, that'll hit. For eight damage. 
And his second punch, because he can do that now. 23. That hits two. For another nine damage. All right. And he's already spent his uh, bonus action, so that will do it for Illumidas. Punching a dragon in the face. <laughs> so next up is this uh, dragon. He sees you come jumping down the uh, down into the cave and then running up and then punching him twice. And uh, he's like, Good. You brought appetizers and dessert. And then you punch, you punch him. And uh, he chuckles as spark starts to come out of his nostrils. And he says, You're quick elf, but are you quick enough? And then he's going to take uh, a bite at you. That's a seven that's going to miss. Ha, I am that quick. You know. And then he is going to take a claw attack. And that is a crit. And that'll be 17 damage. And he's going to roll the crit table. And that is Haymaker. Your attack hits so hard it stuns your opponent until the end of your next turn. So you are now stunned. Uh, And that just means I don't get an action on my next turn? A stunned creature is incapacitated, can't move, and can't speak, only faltering. The creature automatically fails strength and dex saves. Attack rolls against the creature have advantage. That does not bode well. But I do get look at this dude. I do still get to do stuff. Uh, you're incapacitated. What do you? What can you do? Oh, okay, okay. So uh, the dragon laughs and says. <sighs> You're not quick enough. As basically, you've got little birdies flying around your head right now. Uh, Alexander, you're up. It's my time to shine. Uh, so literally, it's a little spell that lets things shine. <laughs> okay, um, so we have the rope tied around the, uh, the horses, right? And the horses are just chilling. Yep. I will jump into the hole, and then I will... Are you using the uh, rope to jump down into the hole? Yeah. Give me a uh, athletics check with advantage. Oh, 15. Um, yeah, so you're able to like take this rope and wrap it around um, like your arm, and then like skid your boots down the, uh, the sand into this thing. Um, without getting hurt and we're going to say that that's going to be half your movement okay and uh what who's the is that a lunar i mean um adol on the left yep he's by the dragon uh adol's to the right of the dragon and eludados is to the left of the dragon Okay. Seventeen hit. Uh, okay, so you slide down into the soul through the rope and you spin with your crossbow up and ready to fire. Uh, that's a seventeen. That is going to miss. Okay. I guess that's my turn. All right, Juliet, you're up. All right. With an unsteady hand, Juliet's going to take two attacks at this beast. First one is an eleven at disadvantage. Second one is whoops, a ten 
at disadvantage. All right, uh, both of those are going to miss. That is the end of Juliet's turn. Um, go ahead and give me a wisdom save. Gotcha. That is a natural one again. Um, so yeah, you're still afraid. Uh, next up is Adel. So uh, he is going to cast uh, Shield of Faith. And a Shimmering Fields appears and surrounds uh, him, uh, granting a plus two AC bonus for the duration. And that is going to be his action. And he is going to try to move up here and flank this dragon. Uh, he can't do that. Sorry, he can't. Oh, yeah, that's he's right, because he's under fear effect. So he is going to roll saving throw. And that is a 10. That is going to fail. So next up is Talia. All right. I am going to also try to get down the hole uh, using the rope. Okay, give me a athletics check with advantage. Um, okay. So that's an 18. So um, you're lightweight and you've got a low center of gravity. So you just grab a hold of this rope and basically do like a repelling move, uh, skidding your feet in the sand until your feet hit the bottom. Um, so we're going to say that that's half your movement to get down there because it's a difficult terrain. So you've got about another two squares you can move. All right. Um, I will move those two squares. And then um, I will use my dash ability, which I just looked up and I forgot what it did. It's double your movement. Okay, so... So you could move six more squares. I'll move there. And then... Um, I think... I don't know, I'm, I'm thinking that I might... Um, cast Fog Cloud... To hide mine and Alexander's movements. And I'll, I'll like start it like back behind me, two squares so like there and then it, it's a 20 foot radius from there so it's a centered on you looks like yeah basically like it won't go up far enough to to hide what Juliet and what them like to prevent them from seeing what they're doing but it'll keep what Alexander and I are doing uh, hidden until we get out of it alright and that'll be my turn alright Alinidas you're up Okay. Um, I don't think you can do so, anything this turn, can you? Oh, that's right. I cannot. I'm going to mumble quietly to myself. All right. The dragon's up next, and Alexander, you're on deck. Woo! All right. So uh, this uh, dragon sees Talia and Alexander come down the steps, or down into the pit, and sees that you guys are lined up and it is going to breathe lightning. All right, so I'm going to need Juliet, Alexander, and Talia to give me a deck save. Okay. A natural one again. 14. Ah, sorry. 
All right, so Juliet fails, Shane fails, Hannah passes, and Hannah, don't you have evasion now? Yeah, uh, in, uh, yeah. Okay, so you're not going to take any damage, and Juliet and Shane, you're going to take 32 points of lightning damage. Okay. So this uh, dragon is going to rear its head back, and there's going to be these, this crackling in its nostrils, and it's going to let loose this whitish blue arc of electricity, um, basically point blank into Juliet. It's going to hit her, arc around her, come towards Talia. Talia, describe how you're going to jump out of the way of this lightning. I'm going to see like a glow through the fog, and uh, just kind of like roll to the side real quick. And, and get out of its way. Okay, so this uh, bolt of lightning is going to streak over your head, and then uh, it's going to go piercing through this fog cloud, and then hit Alexander in the chest. And then the lightning is going to ground uh, into the uh, floor beneath him. Alright, next up is Alexander. And at this point, uh, Lunadosh, you are no longer stunned because that's the end of uh, the dragon's turn. Aha! I guess it's my turn? Yep. Yeah, I've got 16 health points. Um, I'm going to do like uh, the bit where like who has two thumbs and has more HP, and I'm going to use Healing Word on myself. Healing for 4 HP. Alright. So you still got uh, an action in your movement. Right. Now, Talia, functionally, what does this fog cloud do? It says heavy obscure, uh, it's heavily obscured, lasts for duration until wind of monitor or greater speed, but it doesn't say, like, functionally what it does. Does this give you cover? Um, I, I was trying to find that because I, I copied it directly from the thing, but I think I skipped something, like, I missed something or, or something, because I remember it saying that, like, it, it basically super like it's heavily obscured so you can't you can't really see through it um let me see if i can find that information i'm reading it right now you create a 20 foot radius sphere of fog centered on a point within range spreads around corners heavily obscured lasts for duration until wind uh, at least 10 miles an hour disperses it and then it says at higher levels you cast a spell using a spell slot a second hit level higher the radius increases by 20 feet but it doesn't really show, like, functionally, like, what it does mechanically. There is an effect obscured or something like that, which is similar to cover. I don't remember where in the book it is. Alright, so what I'm going to say is this is going to give you, since it's dense fog and you're being obscured, I'm going to say that any attacks through the fog are going to be with disadvantage, just because that's probably the easiest thing to do. Okay. And that would be for any creature, not just enemies. So if you make an attack through this cloud, or the dragon makes an attack, or anyone else makes an attack, it's going to be at a disadvantage. Ah, got it. Here it is. Heavily obscured areas, such as darkness, big fog, or dense foliage, blocks vision entirely. A creature effectively suffers from the blinded condition trying to see something in that area. So you guys can step out, fire, and then step back in and just be completely, basically invisible. And the blinded condition, I'm going to post it there, but you guys can look it up on your own uh, if you're on the podcast. 
Automatically fails any ability checks that require sight and attack rolls against the creature have disadvantage. Also, uh, what is the range on my throwing dagger? Uh, it would. It's 20 feet. Yeah, I think it's 20 feet too. Okay. And then, like, you could do 40 feet, but it would be a disadvantage. Gotcha. Uh, can I roll a, uh, knowledge check, well, a history knowledge or whatever to see if I can, uh, recall a, a monster that the, that a blue dragon would possibly be afraid of? Um, yes, go ahead. A bigger blue dragon? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, would it be a nature check? Um, I would say probably either nature or arcana. 20. Yeah, you think uh, what this dragon would be afraid of, probably the only thing would be like a larger dragon. Uh, and with this check, would I be... Do I just like instinctively know like the pretty much the hierarchy of different dragons, like which ones are more powerful? I don't think they're more powerful anymore. Yeah, there's not like... You wouldn't say, well, a red dragon's more powerful than a blue dragon. It would basically depend on their age and size. Okay, uh, I would like to use Major Image, uh, which will allow me to make an illusion pretty much as long as it's contained within like a square like 20 feet. And I would like to use the make an illusion of a, uh, a dragon about twice the size of the blue dragon at the end of the cave and have the illusion uh, make it seem like it's flying in through the tunnel which I came in through. Uh, okay. I'm going to post this file real quick. So I'm going to have it come in, uh, do a breath of fire as it's coming in, like in the air towards the ceiling, to like uh, demonstrate its strength, I guess. Okay. And then I'd like to yell to the blue dragon. Uh, As the dragon's coming in, I yell to the dragon down the hallway that we have a dragon as well. All right. Um... What's your uh, what's your spell DC? Let me check. Fourteen. All right. So um, this uh, blue dragon says, "What? I don't see any dragon." Shit. Because uh, you've where where did you place the uh, the the dragon illusion? Because you can't put it past the fog cloud, right? Or is that what that? Where where did you place the dragon illusion? One second, I'm trying to figure out the uh, draw tool in that space. Okay, so um, the dragon can't see it. So the fog cloud is like over top of the blue dragon. That the fog cloud encompasses that entire blue square right there. So you've basically put the the dragon illusion that you've created inside that fog, so the the blue dragon can't see it. Sick. Okay, uh, can I have a, like, well, I could probably make a roar or something, but uh, I guess I'd have to run forward with my next, uh, No, next you, can, you can do that. Yeah, I'll just have him roar excessively loud. Okay, so, uh, the blue dragon hears that roar and says, that doesn't sound like any dragon I've ever heard. I guess that's my turn. Goddamn skeptic dragons. Well, <laughs> it, it made a wisdom safe. Uh, Juliet, you're up. Perfect. All right. So Juliet's going to take a deep breath, try to focus here, and uh, use second wind to heal up for 11 points of healing. Perfect. 
And then realizing her attacks are quite unsteady, she's instead going to use a practiced wave of her hand with a magic missile at it. Well, be shot out for 12 force damage at the dragon. All right, so you gather yourself and wave your hand and these bluish, whitish bolts of arcane energy fly from your fingertips and smack this dragon right in the face and it flinches back and closes its eyes. That is all Julia can do. All right, next up and, is... Uh, wisdom save at the end, right? Yeah, wisdom save. Uh, and nine. Perfect. Yep, that's better, but it's still not going to do it. All right, so uh, next up is Adel. Quick question. Yep. Shotgun question. So, in the description of the spell, it says that uh, everything about my thing seems real, and that uh, it can use an action to uh, inspect like what it looks like, right? So, how does it make a wisdom save against the the dragon roar? Like, how does that work? Uh, because it. You're just making a sound. It can't see anything that's going on. So it, it was basically that's an insight check for it. It's trying to tell whether or not you're lying. Because it can't see your illusion because it's in the cloud. And all it can hear is like a noise. Okay, sure. I was just mildly confused. I think it should be an intelligence investigation check. but Well, it's, it's more like you're trying to fool this dragon. So it would be more insight. And since it's not proficient in it, it was just a wisdom save for it. All right. So, uh, Adel is going to take the Bonebreaker Greatsword from his back, and he is going to take a swing at this dragon with disadvantage. That's a 23 and a 21. So, he is going to lay into this dragon with the Bonebreaker Greatsword and do 17 points of damage with the first attack. And then he is also going to do uh, a smite on top of that. So that's going to be an extra 2d8. So that's going to be a extra 6 points of damage. So all in total, that'll be 23. And for his second attack, that is a 19 and a 22. So that will hit. And that will be for 13 points of damage. So uh, it'll just takes his great sword and when one smooth motion slices down at this dragon's head and hits one of its uh, horns and knocks its head back and then and another move slices up and takes it underneath the chin and he is going to do his save against fear and that's still going to be a fail next up is talia all right so um I am going to run forward to there. I, I guess there would be better. Um, and I'm going to throw my dagger at at this, uh, my, my throwing dagger at this person, or at this uh, dragon. That's a 14 that's going to miss. Um, um, I am going to, uh, how far away from the blue dragon? Like, that's, that's more than 10 feet, isn't it? Uh, yeah, you would, well, that's one, two... Three, 15 feet. Okay. Um, and I used all of my movement speed, I think. So I am going to go ahead and uh, just back back into... Uh, I'm going to use my um, uh, dash to go back into the fog cloud. Okay. But I'm going to move, like, there so that where I was, where he saw me go in, isn't where I am anymore. All right. Uh, Linodos, you're up. 
All right. Um, what space is this dragon occupying? Uh, fifteen feet. He's still got like. like his... I mean, is it is it like the spaces that it's drawn to occupy that T shape? Or yes, I'm trying to figure out how to flank it. <laughs> so, like, would this flank it? Uh, no. Is it possible or no? I mean, not at the moment. You would have to go from yeah. opposite sides, so either myself or Adel would have to move to move the up. other side, yeah. which Man, you it... can't do yet. But I'll, I'll prepare for the eventuality. Eventuality. Yeah. In the meantime, she's... I'm going to punch it. I was going to say he's kind of think... he's kind of backed up against the wall, and you can't in a turn in the space that it occupies. So where you are right now is about as far as you can get, and because. Adel can't flank or move to flank uh, against its head because he's still uh, afraid. Yep. So, but eventually, maybe. All right. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and punch this individual right in the cloaca. I don't know if that's uh, allowed on this kind of podcast. Chopper sick colo- cloaca. <laughs> thump, thump, motherfucker. Okay, first attack for seventeen. Uh, that's gonna miss. Boom. All right, second attack for 21. That will hit. For seven damage. And bonus uh, action. It's going to be a flurry of blows for a chi point. Crit. That's a crit. So give me your base damage first. Okay, 11 on the, uh, the crit damage. And then 19 on the D20 for the crit. That is devastating blow. Target loses 20% of current hit points or critical damage, which is ever is greater, but not both. Nice job, man. Haha, that's my revenge for getting critted last time. <laughs> so um, that's actually uh, more than the uh, the critical damage that you did. So that's good. Ooh-hoo-hoo. All right. Is that it? Uh, nope. He has another flurry of blows attack and uh, he gets to do stuff with his flurry of blows, which... I'll wait until I'm done with the attacks before I put that in there. So next flurry of blows for 25. That's a hit. For another eight damage. Oh, no, no, that'll be five damage. I guess it's, uh, yeah, five damage. Okay. And with flurry of blows, uh, because he hit with one, of, or both of them actually, but uh, I'm going to go ahead and try to knock, yep, go ahead, go ahead and uh, save versus dexterity or be knocked prone. Gonna knock this dragon down on its butt. Slash Cloaca. Uh, what's the DC? Uh, save versus Dex. Um, eight plus proficiency plus wisdom mod fourteen. Looks like. All right, it saves. Boo. Okay, so it did get knocked down on its cloak. <laughs> but that will do it for Alunodas' turn. So uh, you walk up to this thing and then you punch it in the neck and then punch it in the chest and then punch it two more times and you can just see it reeling like from your blows and then uh, you hit it really hard on the last uh, time and, and it kind of like rocks back a little bit off balance but it's able to correct itself and next up is the dragon so uh, it catches its balance again looks at you Alunidas and says that hurt half you will pay for that. And he's going to try to refri- uh, recharge its breath weapon. I might not pay for that. Uh, it did not recharge its breath weapon, so it is going to 
pull its head back and lunge at you for a bite. That is a 15. That's going to miss. Aha, that misses. And then it is going to take its claw after it misses you with its bite and try to slash you across the uh, chest. And that's a 15. That'll miss as well. I did not pay for that. Uh, Next up is Alexander. That is I. What am I doing with my life? Um, I will... I will move my dragon illusion up uh, past the fog with my movement action, I want to say. That would be just enough to poke its uh, head out of the fog? Yeah. Hold on just a second. I'm reading the spell description. You create an image of an object or creature or some other visible phenomenon that is no larger than a 20-foot cube. The image appears the spot you can see within range and lasts for the duration. Completely real, including sound, smells, temperature, property of the thing depicted. You can't create sufficient heat or cold to cause damage. Uh, as long as you're within range of the illusion, you can use your action to cause the image to move to any other spot. And what's the range on this? 120 feet? Yeah, so you would be good. Uh, physical interaction with the image reveals it to be an illusion because things could pass through it. Creature that uses its action to examine the image can determine if it's an illusion with a successful intelligence check against your spell DC. If a creature discerns the illusion for what it is, the creature can see through the image and other sensory qualities become faint to the creature. Alright, so you move the illusion uh, out of the fog. Yep. And we'll just say that this is a copy of it right here. All but right. it goes green, doesn't it? What's that? The uh, fog goes to the green, doesn't it? All right. Yeah, so that's there. So that would be my... It says yeah, I can use my action. So th- is that my standard action that I use to move it? Uh, yes. Okay, and I'll use my move action to... Uh, I'll just stay to the side over there using my move action. And then uh, I think I'm good. Okay. Next up is Juliet. Perfect. Now that there are two dragons, uh, Juliet is going to fling another spell at this thing. Give me a uh, perception check. You got it. That is going to be a two. Okay. So, uh, yeah, you don't, you don't know that there's a, a dragon behind you. Fantastic. <laughs> Fire off another magic missile at the uh, blue dragon in front of me. And that would be 8 force damage. Alright, you go pew pew. Uh, that is the end of Juliet's turn. Alright, next up dragon. is Adel. So Adel is going to take uh, two more swings at this dragon. So uh, first attack uh, with disadvantage, that's at 11, that's going to miss. And then the second attack, that's a 16 and a 12. That's going to miss as well. So uh, he's uh, still afraid of this thing, and he's taking wild chops at it and just finding air. Uh, next up is Talia. All right. Save. Yep. He's, uh, hold on. Good point. He's got to save. Uh, that's a 13. That's still going to fail. All right, Talia, you're up. All right. So I am going to move up next to Juliet. Um... So, earlier, Alexander had said we have a dragon on our side, too. Can I assume that I know that this dragon isn't a threat? Uh, yes. Okay. So, I'm going to move around it um, and move up next to Juliet 
and uh, throw my dagger again. If I can get the thing to scroll. It's a 17. 17. Yep, that's going to miss. Alright, so now I'm going to try... Because um, I didn't use all of my move. So I'm going to try poison spray on it, because I'm within range. Uh, you've already taken an action. Oh, I thought it was a bonus action. Okay. Um, Never mind. Unless it says the poison spray is a bonus action, it should be a standard. Let me double check. I think it's a cantrip. Most of the cantrips are bonuses, I want to say. It is a cantrip. Uh, no, it's not the way that... The cantrips aren't automatic. Casting time, one action. Yeah, oh, it is one action? Okay. that are actually bonus actions. It's so weird. Instead, then, I will just move back into the fog. Okay. Using dash so I can move further than my movement action would have me. Alright, Alunidash, you're up. Come on, guys. Feels like I'm doing all the work of punching this thing to death in the public. <laughs> you are. Speaking of, punching in the cloak. 21. That'll hit. Ha ha ha. For five damage. 18. That will hit. Alright. Right in the joint of the wing. You know, just to fuck with it. For seven damage. Alright, so you punch and, and punch. Oh, you doing a flurry of blows? Yep. Because I don't like this dragon. It hurt me. Made me feel bad. So 21. For seven more damage. And 22 for a further 8. And it'll have to save versus dex for, for game four, uh, DC 14 or be uh, knocked prone. Alright, so it's going to fill that save. So it is now prone. And that does it for Lunadas's turn. Punch, punch, punchy, punch. Punch, punch. Alright, next up is the blue dragon. It is not happy at all. So it is going to stand back up. Using its uh, to wings to, to push it back up on its feet. And it's going to try to recharge its breath weapon. And it doesn't. Thank God. And it is going to take a bite at a Lunardos. That's an 18. That'll hit. Um, for 14 damage. And then it's going to do two claw attacks. That's a 12 that's going to miss. And that's an 11 it's going to miss. So it's going to bite down on your shoulder and tear a little bit of your robe and some flesh away from you. And then it's going to swallow and lick its lips. Gross. Alexander, you're up. That's my name. Uh, Move forward. Uh, So I'm not able to see through the mist, right? No. So I'm just blind as a bat? Yep, all you see is fog. Hmm. Can I use suggestion on dragons? You could try, but don't uh, you have to? I don't think that. Uh, yeah, I don't think that accomplishes anything. You have to see it too. Can't really use lightning bolt. I guess I'm just passing. Could always come out of come out of the fog and shoot it. No, I just moved, and my max oh. range ended up in the fog. Yep. Not gonna do anything with the illusion. What am I gonna do? I can't. It, it can't like touch anything. You could always do a Crispin Day speech. <laughs> yeah, and I can't, like, have it... I can't see where it's going, really. Yeah, so, uh... Solid turn. Next up is Juliet. Juliet is gonna continue the magical assault. Another magic missile. For 11 damage. Pew pew! Pew pew pew! A haughty smile, and... 
some kind of magic word, which I'm sure is a curse word, but who knows? That's it for Juliet. Uh, wisdom save at the end. Yes, six. Fails. Next I'm up. sorry, I think I'm using up all the good rolls. <laughs> Next up is Adel, who's going to take two swings at this dragon. First one is an 11. That's going to miss. And the second one is a 19. That will hit for nine damage. Next up is Talia. Okay, so Talia's going to move back out of the fog. Next to Julia again. I totally just called her Julia. I'm sorry. And since uh, um, her daggers don't seem to be doing anything because it's a big dragon with scales, I'm going to cast Poison Spray on it. Nice. All right, so that's DC 13. Yep. And it passes. God bless America. (laughs) (laughs) All right, and I will hide back in the fog again. It it got a 13 exactly on it. So is that safe for half damage or no damage? Most cantrips don't have like a half damage. Yeah, that sucks. All right, Alinidas. If you could get Talia, like, in this fight, this would probably be ended really quickly. (laughs) (laughs) With sneak attack and two dagger attacks. I I guess, but, like... I don't blame you, though. I mean, you're a little girl fighting a dragon. (laughs) Well, also, like, it's so big. It's only the size of a tiger. (laughs) Which are pretty damn big, but yeah. (laughs) All right, so, punch... Side note, it is April Fool's. It was all a dream. I just got fooled. <laughs> so, uh, Lunardas uh, winds up, you know, and with his bad arm, the one that has a chunk of meat taken out of it, takes a swing. And I think that misses. 17. Yeah, that misses. All right, now with his good arm, he'll miss again. And then he'll use a chi point to take um, Step of the Wind to uh, get some extra defense against further attacks. Alright, next up is the dragon. I'm going to try to recharge the breath weapon and doesn't do it. it. Is going to try to take a bite out of Adel. That is a crit for 17 damage against Adel. And it's going to take two claw attacks. And the second one is going to hit for 7 damage. So uh, you see this dragon like turn around from Malunidas and bite down and take two swipes at Adel. And is you're going to see him bite into uh, Adel's left arm and just blood spray and then take a slash across his chest and uh, you hear chainmail ripping. That's going to be expensive to repair. <laughs> Some staples, it'll be fine. Alexander, you're up. Quick question. So if I dash, does that do I still get the standard action or no? Um, if you don't have dash as a class feature, then it would oh, be Oh, it's a your, class feature. Okay. No yeah, one. it would be, but you can do it. It'll be a standard action and a move action to do it, though. Okay. But you can that get outside of, you can get outside of the fog with uh, just your action. But that doesn't... Mm. I don't know. I'm trying to use lightning bolt at like point blank range, but I can't really use lightning bolt without killing all of my teammates. Yeah, you would you would hit Adel at the very least. 
Do you have five or six moves? Uh, I think I have 30. You could get up to Adel's right and... Uh, At 30 speed. Then you wouldn't uh, necessarily hit anyone. Yeah, you could make it to these coins if you've got uh, 30 feet. Then just shablammo. Well, I am going to uh, go ahead and use my magnificent lightning bolt. All right, so uh, you run up and jump on top of this uh, pile of coins... And then you start speaking these words and doing the these this hand motion with uh, what is it a piece of wool and a rubber rod, and there's this bolt of bluish white bright arcane energy and lightning that springs from your hands and slams into this dragon, and the dragon starts to laugh at you. <sighs> Tickled. Do it again. And it takes no damage. It's a blue dragon. It's immune to lightning. Uh, I'd like to take my crossbow and put it to my brain. Alright. <laughs> That's a standard action. Can't do it. Bonus action. <laughs> Next up is Juliet. Alright. Muttering under her breath at the incompetence of a certain member of her party who just wasted a spell. Perfectly good one at that. Juliet's going to strain a little bit and cast a higher level magic missile. Dealing 14 force damage this time with four magic missiles. So you reform the um, the motions again and four bolts of arcane energy fly from your fingertips and smack into the dragon. And the dragon's like... <sighs> Anything else? Uh, nope, that's it. Alright, next up is Adel. Oh, did you do your wisdom save? Oh, no, I didn't. Thank you. And a six. You are still afeard. Alright, so, um, Adel recovers from these bites and slashes from this dragon, and you notice that there's some blood dripping down uh, his arm, and he takes that arm and grabs a hold of the, uh, Bone Breaker, great sword with both hands and comes swinging down at the dragon. That's a 20. That's going to hit for 15 damage. And then he is going to attack again. And that is a 14. And he tries to find, you know, that same place where he he just found there's like a, a couple of broken scales. He's trying to hit that spot again and misses and his blades deflected off uh some other skills that are unbroken. Next up is Talia. Talia is going to, I think I have enough movement to move there. Leave soon. And I will attack with my daggers. You could have been doing sneak attacks the whole time with you. Well, I mean, it probably wouldn't have mattered if you weren't hitting, but still, you could have been doing sneak attacks the whole time. I, I, I could have been. I'm going to do sneak, well, I'm going to, yeah with advantage. So that's a 14. The first one's going to miss. And that's a 25. That'll hit. And I can use sneak attack, yes? Yep. For an extra 3 damage. So that's a total of 6 damage. And then for a bonus action, I'm going to use disengage to get out of melee range. Uh, your bonus action would have been the offhand attack. Oh, would have been the offhand attack. You're right. <sighs> yep, I'm going to die. It's cool. Alright, you guys. Fine. Next up is Lunados. Um, 
See, first off, I'm pretty sure that uh, Talia's sneak attack is 2d6 at 5th level. No, it's 3d6, not 1d6. Is it? I have to... I, I only have it written in here as 1d6, um, like the original. Hold on. At 5th level, uh, it's 3d6. Yeah. So, I should roll 2 more d6. That's more like it. And I'm going to put a note in here about that. Oh, and actually, I was mistaken. You don't get evasion until 7th level. You have uncanny dodge at this level. Right. I do have uncanny dodge. But uncanny dodge is still really good. Yep. It it is, but I should have gotten hit by a lot of damage earlier. Yeah, you would have taken uh, 16 points of uh, lightning damage because you saved. All right. uh, So what was your extra damage on the sneak attack? seven uh, well okay an extra 10 for 13 total damage if that makes any sense yep so talia you take uh this swing and you find that sensitive spot where the scales were broken off from adel's attack and plunge your offhand dagger into that spot and you see this dragon stagger and it's looking pretty rough, and it's starting to bleed profusely from that spot. Woohoo! Take it down, Adel. Or I totally us. will. All right, Ludidas gathers his strength with uh, Talia's um, uh, presence bolstering his resolve and punches. And misses. <laughs> and punches again. And hits. That's five damage. And he's going to go ahead and do a bonus strike. He's not going to spend the cheat point. Ha ha! Crit! For 15 damage. (laughs) Alright, and roll the crit table. Eight. So that is Haymaker. Your attack hits so hard it stuns your opponent until the end of your next turn. Revenge! So, uh... You punch, and then you miss, and then you punch, and you hit it this time, and then punch again, and you're going to hit the dragon right in the temple of its head, and it's going to, like, stagger back, and you kind of see its its golden eyes kind of, like, roll back in its head. Its eyes aren't blue? Nope, they're gold. Uh, Alexander, you're up. Yeah, I guess I'll move forward. Use my bonus action to change to my longsword, then swing it. Ooh, you should do your flame miss. weapon. Oh, yeah, you know, that, that would be pretty good. Don't yeah, forget I'll to just, advantage uh, against it. Yeah, I'll, uh, you activate the spell on my ring, use my flame weapon, and just uh, two-handed and swing it down. That's a nine that's going to miss? It will. Juliet, you're up. All right. Juliet's going to wipe what non-existent sweat is from her brow and take advantage of the fact that she has advantage so that means she doesn't suffer disadvantage and attack with the halberd twice how do you uh, have advantage uh, a stunned creature is incapacitated oh yeah that's all right. attack rolls against creature have advantage post in chat um actually uh shane gives you have an advantage on this attack too so give me another roll 10 yep still gonna miss Juliet, take your swings. Got it. A 23 and a sad 11. Uh, that's going to hit. A 23 will do 13 piercing damage. All right. Tell me what it looks like when uh, you uh, take this dragon out. 
<laughs> Dear God. Stealing kills. Uh, so after this barrage of magical energy punches and slashes, and oh my God, it put so much damage into this thing. Juliet finally gritting her teeth against a dragon that is no longer moving just kind of takes a stab with her halberd almost haphazardly and it unfortunately hits it right between the eyes and it's less the stab and more the removal thereof that causes the dragon's body to spasm to the ground dead all right so uh you're out of combat not so tough without your life, are you? Can, uh... <laughs> can we... Okay, first of all, I'm going to stop concentrating and the fog's gonna go away. And then second of all, can we either drag this thing with us or take its uh, skin so that we can make cloaks out of it? Good call. Uh, you absolutely can. Give me a nature check. Because we have a cart. All right, so uh, you start like trying to skin and bur- butcher this thing, and uh, you see that you're like breaking a lot of the scales off and not doing a very good job at all. We could always just, you know, drag it with us. Or somebody Tell else. Here, I, I don't think that's how you skin something. It's uh, it's not an orange. It's my first time. I'm sorry. She's a city girl. Be nice. Uh, if anybody else wants to give it a try or let her keep on going at it. I guess I'll jump at it. 17 on nature. All right. So uh, Alexander says, you know, just wait up a second. Let me give that a try. And you pull out a, a knife and you're able to start like taking these scales off. Kind of like um, uh, descaling a fish. And you're getting some um, good whole scales out of it. By the time you're done... You probably have a good, maybe like 50 pounds of these scales, and you think it's probably enough to make maybe like one good um, set of uh, half plate armor, or you can make like maybe two sets of like uh, splint mill or something like that. Obey, obey, obey. Wait, you're dead. Um, Do you, anything else you want to take from it? Teeth or claws or blood or anything like all. that? Meat would probably be good. Alunadas is going to make some decorative dragon claw, brass knuckle sorts of things. Okay. Yeah. So uh, we'll say that uh, you take the next uh, four hours picking this thing apart. And you get, you know, the eyes and blood and teeth and uh, scales and claws and like the the barb at the end of its tail and uh, if you want to take some of that meat you can um, but dragons are give me a nature check all right five and a 13 um, you've never tasted dragon meat before because it's uh, as Charlie Day would say it's a uh, it's a a mill for kings not peasants but looking at it it seems kind of grisly you can try eating it yeah, you guys eat it. I'll stick to rations. Well, I mean, the pig's almost, you know, well, the pig's gone bad. Probably uh, Abbott food at this point. So I just I just thought that maybe fresh meat would be nice, but... uh, Luna does is vegetarian anyway. It, it probably tastes better than rats. I mean, you know. Most things do. All right, so you've picked this thing clean, and you've got about 2,000 um, 
gold worth of gems and silver, gold and platinum. What are you guys uh, making camp down here? It's nice and cool. It's out of the sun. Yeah. Um. Well, we'd have to leave the horses and Abbott up unguarded. Yeah, I I think we should find a different place to make camp because leaving leaving horses out where there's bandits and stuff like that that will just take them. Like, I don't want to lose my dog or my horse. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's probably a good place to end it right there. Yeah. And you guys survived your first dragon battle uh, with no one being hurt really that badly. I think I got three of you down to, or, well, everybody down to half. I almost yeah. died from the one lightning hit. That was pretty tough. <laughs> <one. laughs> God, you My guys max are HP is 48. I took 32 damage. And you're so lucky it could not um, refresh its breath weapon. Or you would have been. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Every time you're like, it's going to try to refresh its breath weapon, I'm like, oh please. For the love of the gods. <laughs> yeah, that would have been a much different fight. Yeah, it, we would be making new characters next week. It would have been fun. It would have been great. <laughs> At least we'd find all the artifacts in one place. No, uh, when you asked about evasion, I thought just because of the cloud, like I was trying to find information on the cloud, I didn't realize that evasion is something I got at 17, or at level 7, rather. Something to look forward to, I suppose. Yeah, but that uncanny dodge is badass. It really is. It's like, oh, that hurt. Um, I'm going to take half that, thank you. (laughs) But only once per turn. I mean, constantly being able to just be like, no! I'm only going to take half the damage that you're saying I'm taking. That, that's, that's, I'm happy. <laughs> well, that's basically a barbarian. Except a barbarian can only do it against uh, bludgeoning, slashing, and piercing. So, melee attacks. Yep. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Dungeons & Debacles podcast. If I could ask a halfling size favor, give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. It's the best way to support us. New episodes come out every Monday, so make sure to check your podcast app. Do you have an idea to make the podcast better? Tell us about it on Twitter or Facebook. You can also check out our website to see all the maps, lore, and characters at DungeonsAndDebaclesPodcast.com. And now a word from our fantasy sponsor. Cedric of Matt Cedric's Discount Goods and Adventures Emporium. Is your cleric a creep? Is your druid a drag? Try our healing potions. They put pep in your step and get you back in the fight. A healing potion will never try to convert you to a god or get into a moral debate with you. Just drink it and feel better about the decisions that led you to your current situation. Try our new flavors exclusive to Matt Cedric's Discount Goods and Adventures Emporium. Berry Blitz, Melon Melee, and Arctic Gel. Side effects may include delusions of grandeur, increased risk of infection, drowsiness, impotence, headache, and bloody stool. Ask your cleric if healing potions are right for you. My prices are so low, I'm practically giving this stuff away. How do I do it? Don't worry about it. Come on in to Matt Cedric's Discount Goods and Adventures Emporium. We have convenient locations in a city near you. Just talk to the town guard for directions. Matt Cedric's Discount Goods and Adventures Emporium, where the only thing mattering than me is the music you heard on this episode was Crossing the Chasm, Five Armies, and Mist by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. CreativeCommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 3.0.